service. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, are you guys proud dog owners like I am? You ever wonder why so many dogs are suffering from health issues? Actress Katherine Heigl, you know Katherine Heigl from Knocked Up. She's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation. And she says that she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. After doing a ton of research, Katherine feels that there's one place that we can all look to improve our dog's health, and that is their food. Many dog foods can actually create toxins that can be wrecking our dog's health. Okay, and this is true even for many of the premium dog food brands. However, by just adding a few special superfoods to our dog's diets, we can see huge transformations in their health. Katherine Heigl has already done this. She's made a video about it. You guys need to watch this video. It's a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. This worked amazingly for my dog, Dusty. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin, uh, healthier coat. Dusty's coat looks fantastic. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash disgraceland and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash disgraceland. Disgraceland is brought to you by Disgraceland All Access. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, everybody. This is a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we are talking about Mac Miller, The Matrix, Cocaine Bear, and of course, your calls, your texts, your DMs, me reading the phone book in a whole lot of Rosie. All right, discos, let's get into it. Hey. 
Happy, happy, joy, joy. We are into another week here in Disgraceland. Mac Miller lives in your feeds currently, as does ACDC in 50 Cent, the three most recent episodes of our season 11. Next week, we're coming at you guys fast from 30,000 feet with our episode on Leonard Skinner. See what I did there? I hope you all dig my conversation from last week with filmmaker Tiller Russell on the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez. We obviously had that talk because of the relevance to our ACDC episode that we just released. I received a ton of great feedback back on that episode. Thank you to everyone who wrote. I want to thank all of you who reached out and who shared your listening experience relative to that episode. I appreciate it. Um, Regarding our most recent episode, though, uh, the last episode of Disgraceland on Mac Miller, this is one of those episodes where in the mix review process, it really hit me, this feeling of, man, it would have sucked to have been this guy. Uh, just a tormented dude with a lot of obvious demons, but also a dude living out loud in public with a lot of insecurities and having to deal with all that and all kinds of bullshit. Uh, I don't care who you are, how famous or how successful you get. These are things that nobody wants to deal with. Anyway, my heart broke a little for Mac Miller. Sad story. I hope you guys dug the episode. Uh, Write me, text me, 617-906-6638. Let me know what you thought of that episode, or or let me know what you think of any of the episodes. Uh, You know, I'm here for you guys. I love having this conversation, talking about Disgraceland, talking about your listening experiences, talking about the artists that you love, that I love, the artists that you want to hear about, the artists that you've heard about, already that you you have unique takes on or experiences with in your past or that you've listened to at work or that you're listening to at work, any and all of that, I'm open. I'm here to listen. 617-906-6638. You can send me a text, but also I love the voicemails just like this one from the 207. Jake, great job on the podcast. I'm loving everything from that I've heard from season 11 so far. Uh, I had to give you a little shout out and just tell you how awesome it was to hear the Shazban Nanu Nanu at the end of uh, ACDC because I think you and I feel the same way about that band. Uh, quite possibly one of the best modern rock bands. Uh, looking forward to hearing more about um, ACDC. Uh, also, I really enjoyed the Johnny Paycheck episode. I listened to that one again. Um, I really like how you touch on country and uh, you do a good job. You really do, man. And you're from the Northeast, so that's badass too. So ha, have a good one. Thank you for what you're doing. Nice work. Yes. Shazbot Nanu Nanu. Shazbot Nanu Nanu. That's how we said it, actually. Shazbot Nanu Nanu. Thank you. Thanks for that voicemail. Um, yeah, I received a lot of a lot, a lot of income. You guys are like, what the fuck is he talking about? Shazbot, Nanu, Nanu. I received a lot of stuff, a lot of incoming DMs mainly, and of course this voicemail. People are like, what's up with Shazbot, Nanu, Nanu? That would, those were the last words I said at the end of the previous episode of Disgraceland on ACDC. And I did it uh, for ACDC heads. Uh, most of you will know. Uh, and even for Mork and Mindy heads, <laughs> most of you will know as well. And therein lies the confusion. Uh, at the end of uh, Highway to Hell, Bon Scott's last record with ACDC, at the end of the very last song, Night Prowler, I think it's the last song, or is it the last song on side A? I can't remember. Uh, Night Prowler, which is the song which was associated with the Night Stalker, which is in part the point of my last episode. At the end of that, the recording of that song on the ACDC album Highway to Hell, Bon Scott, the last thing he says is Shazbot 
Nanu Nanu. And I never knew why as a kid. I can only imagine because this was 1979, and I'm just guessing here, but Mork and Mindy with Robin Williams, Robin Williams' breakthrough sitcom. Uh, Shazbot Nanu Nanu was, uh, was something that Mork said, apparently. I don't remember that. I was too little. Um, I do remember Nanu Nanu. The Shazbot, I don't remember. Uh, and I think it was just sort of in the air, and Bon Scott was probably in America hanging out and familiar with this uh, how could you not be familiar with Robin Williams? He was such a dynamo, huge force. Um, and he was probably inspired and goofing off in the in the studio and let that fly at the end of the vocal take, and they kept it. And, you know, it's also kind of, it's the perfect representation of Bon Scott that I talked about in that ACDC episode. I wasn't planning on talking about this here in the after party, but now this voicemail has got me into it again. The... um. You know, ACDC was, of course, accused of of inspiring Richard Ramirez, and they did inspire Richard Ramirez. Of course, it was unintentional. Um, And like I say in that episode, you have to be a fucking moron to believe that ACDC, that that group contained actual Satanists. Um, And if you just like looked at it from any angle from objectively for more than two seconds, you would see that as demonstrated by this Shazbot Nanu Nanu, as well as uh, a gazillion other examples, the band, ACDC, Bon Scott, Angus Young, Malcolm Young, Cliff Williams, uh, whoever their drummer was at the time, uh, they didn't take themselves seriously at all. It was a fucking put on most of the time, just like all the great rock and roll mostly is. And yeah, Shazbot Nanu Nanu perfectly encapsulates that, that sentiment. All right. Um, let's go to, uh, well, hold on. Actually, uh, that last, the 207 mentioned Johnny Paycheck in that last voicemail. I want to hit on that too. That was from season two, the Johnny Paycheck episode. We kind of low key released season two into your feeds, uh, about a week or so ago, uh, trying to get this, this hundred plus archive of episodes out there. So season two with our first two episodes on John Lennon, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the aforementioned Johnny Paycheck here, um, Spade Cooley, Motley Crue, who else? Uh, uh, Rick James, or was that? No, yeah, Rick James, Big Lurch, a lot. A lot of, lot of good stuff. Actually, Big Lurch was season one. A lot of good stuff in season two, though, and it's all available in your feeds wherever you get your podcasts, so check that out. And we're going to check out Hal from Orlando with this voicemail here. Hi, Jake. This is Hal calling from Orlando, Florida. I did not realize you were such a big NASCAR fan, but glad you got to enjoy the race here last weekend. Speaking of which, obviously Jimmy Johnson's one of your buddies. Team Legacy, Legacy Motorsports, Legacy Motor Group. Um, so Eric Jones driving the number 43 Guns N' Roses car. Gregson driving the 42 Wendy's car. It's looking like Jimmy Johnson should have a new sponsor. I love Carvana, don't get me wrong. But you know what would really fucking badass on the side of that number 84 car? Disgraceland. Make it happen, Jake. Could you imagine Legacy, the one you are creating with your amazing podcast on the side of a Legacy car? Anyway, just wondering what your thoughts on that might be. Love to see it. Tell Jimmy said hi. Later. 
Ha, yes, yes, Hal. Uh, that would be amazing. I wonder what kind of coin it takes to sponsor an NASCAR driver. I could find out, I suppose. But I doubt, Hal, that I am in that income tax bracket, though uh, thank you for you know, aspiring to put me there. Uh, unlike Guns N' Roses, who were indeed sponsoring one of the legacy motorsports, Jimmy Johnson's club, one of his, uh, one of his, one of his team's cars at the Daytona 500, which I was just at. Someday, maybe though, how maybe there will be a disgraceland car on the track. A girl can dream, as they say. All right, let's check in with Matthew from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hey, Jake. This is Matthew from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, big fan of everything you're doing. Love all the episodes, learning about new artists and digging deeper into some artists that I'm already familiar with. Really great stuff. Um, I want to make a suggestion that you do um, a Clash episode, but specifically the period of Clash when the late, great Joe Strummer uh, decided to uh, take a personal hiatus and disappear for a period of time. Um, some people say it was a planned publicity stunt. Uh, some people say he needed some time away from the group. What is the truth, Jake? Why don't you do some digging and let us all know? Uh, I'm a huge Clash fan, and I would love to hear your take on the, the band and specifically this time period in the band. Uh, thank you so much for everything. Can't wait for some more episodes. Have a great day. Matthew, you are reading my mind, my man. I covered this story. Um, you clearly are not aware of it, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed in you, Matthew, but but here you go, man. I covered the Joe Strummer disappearance on our YouTube channel. Uh, those stories that are on YouTube are not part of the podcast feed stories that you get. So, Matthew, here's your chance. I'm telling you directly. You can go to youtube.com slash at Disgraceland pod, and you will find our Disgraceland video channel. Uh, this Joe Strummer disappearance is one of the first ones that we filmed. Um, we've got a, we've got these long form stories up there that are are a little bit more like the podcast, though I don't go as deep. You know, it's a different medium. They're probably about 15, 20 minutes max. Lots of visuals to support the narrative storytelling. Um, and then I do these daily 60 second shorts that are all connected together to show you guys, you know, you can go from, uh, gosh, Nina Simone to, to Mariah Carey to uh, the Go-Go's to Bruce Springsteen to whomever. Uh, in my mind, all these rock and roll stories are are completely connected in some weird way. This 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 insane world of transgressive behavior connects all of these artists. It's definitely the theme of my book, and it's definitely the theme of our shorts, or actually our entire YouTube. Uh, channel. Everything sort of connects and weaves together. Uh, so head over there, Matthew. Uh, check out that Joe Stormer story, the one you're recommending. It's there. It's waiting for you. YouTube.com slash at DisgracelandPod. Subscribe. Turn on all your notifications so that you get uh, updated every time we release a story. We just released a new one. It's my favorite one. It's on the Cocaine Bear. You guys know about this movie that's out right now, directed by Elizabeth Banks, which I have not seen. However, the, the actual real story of the Cocaine Bear it uh, 
it has this crazy country music connection to Waylon Jennings, which uh, I'm not spoiling anything by letting by mentioning Waylon's name, but that he's a big part of this actual story. The story about the bear eating and snorting the cocaine <laughs> is actually true, but there's a whole lot of other truth to it that I'm pretty sure the movie doesn't get to, which is fine. The movie's its own thing. It's probably the greatest title in the last century uh, for films. It's insane, the cocaine bear. Um, but the actual real story and how it rubs up against the history of country music is really fascinating. And I get into that uh, on our YouTube channel. Check that out. Like I said, youtube.com slash at Disgraceland Pod. You can go watch that. It's available right now. All right, let's do some texts. All right. Looking at this text message from the 646. Excellent shows. As always, I would love for you to do a show on Public Enemy. That's interesting, man. That's interesting. And then there's a, uh, he's another gravestone here. Image of a gravestone. This is my guy who sends me, uh, sends me the good graves, good graves from, from the mobsters in New York. Um, but this one, I honestly don't know who this is unless they spelled lucky, uh, unless they spelled Lucchese, uh, his name wrong. It's Lucchese, L-U-C-K-E-S-E-L-U-C-K-E-S-E, Thomas, Robert, and Conchetta. And it says monster of the week. Dude, I don't know who Lucchese is. I know Lucchese, the Lucchese, the mob boss from back in the day, but this is spelled differently. And huge letters, so fill me in. Uh, then he goes on to just say, just he's just naming names here. Eddie Mannix, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Freddie Prince Sr., Al Sharpton, Louis Farrakhan. Those are all guys who did some stuff. Um, maybe, you're, maybe you're suggesting these as future Badlands episode subjects. Um, uh, Richard Pryor, I hear you. We have that coming shortly. If it's not out already, I honestly can't remember. Um, Freddie Prince Sr., that's interesting. Um, George Carlin, also very interesting. Eddie Mannix, I need to bone up and figure out who Eddie Mannix is. Uh, Al Sharpton and Louis Farrakhan, I don't do politics, dude, but thank you for the suggestions. All right, from the 217, the musical scene of Area Code 217 is insane. Guitarist Steve Hunter left here and later joined Alice Cooper to record Welcome to My Nightmare. Uh, okay, all right, didn't know that. Other legendary sounds from the 207 got their start and laid their roots. Ario Speedwagon, Dave... Dan Fogelberg and Mudvayne. <laughs> oh, man. And why should I mention to you that Berber Dan Feeling fighting music to play if you could afford it? Because those are the number one musicians that have come from the 217 area code. Very well. Very cheeky. Well done there. Thanks, Jake, for all you do with Disgraceland from the 217. All right. Where the hell is the 217? I don't even know where that is. Someone let me know. What part of the country? Maybe I'll read the phone book for the 217 at some point. All right. Let's see here. From the 310, you and your team bring exposure and unreal ear brain fuckery to what I absolutely dig. Uh, thank you, sir. All right. All right. I like that. Thank you, 310. Absolute fuckery. I'm into that. Uh, let's see. Let's read another one here. Hey, Jake, this is Tom. My wife, Heather, turned me on to Disgraceland a few years ago, but she had been a fan for about a year before I finally listened. And nobody looks better than Heather in a Zombie Elvis t-shirt. Just saying. Once I did listen, though, I binged them all in a 10-hour drive. All right, man. All right, Tom. I think my favorite is the April Fool's episode. Can't believe I fell for it so hard. Awesome stuff. We both think an episode of the Go-Go's would have a lot of fuel. Rock-a-rolla. Well, Tom and Heather, I just recorded like literally seconds ago a Go-Go's short for our YouTube page. 
That's 617-906-6638 to call with your other recommendations. But you can check out the GoGo story. It's a short one, but still, that's over at youtube.com slash at Pod. Tom and his wife, Heather, looking fine in the Zombie Elvis t-shirt. All right, what else do we got? How about we do some DMs for a second? Let's do that. Let's see what we got here. All right, Ashley Lauren writes on Instagram, Today I was heading down the Canning Highway listening to your ACDC episode. If you didn't know, the song Highway to Hell was about the Canning Highway in Perth. I had no idea. Thank you, and thanks for the picture. Ashley sends the picture of her display in her car uh, where she is playing ACDC, a satanic serial killer by Disgraceland, and she screenshotted the map as well. Look at that. That's awesome. From Perth, all the way from Perth. Appreciate you, Perth and Ashley, Lauren. All right, from uh, Courtney Ford, also on uh, Instagram, DM Jake speaking, insert throat clearing here, and parentheses and a second ahem, Mike Patton. Check out his project, Lovage, for some smooth jams to relax or get in your daily cardio with the missus. Wink, wink. All right. Uh, well, thank you, Courtney. Um, yeah, maybe I'll, uh, maybe, maybe I'll fly that flag, see what happens. I once opened for Faith No More back in the day, uh, with my band Cast Iron Hike. We went on right before them and, uh, my brother and I actually, they had a, Faith No More had a limousine backstage and my brother and I commandeered it. We just got in it, told the driver to take us into town so that we could buy some cigarettes. And then we brought Faith No More's limo back Parked it backstage. I went on stage, got in a fight with a DJ from WAAF, and that was it. That was my Faith No More experience. But I will check out Lovage. I've never heard of them. Um, I'm kind of embarrassed that I've never heard of Mike Patton's band, Lovage. It sounds awesome. Uh, thanks for the recommendation. All right, so let's see. I got a comment here uh, from Vintage Vigilante commenting, saying, Disgrace and Pop, back in the day, my dad used to drink at the same pub ACDC would drink at and play pool and hang out with them, mostly Malcolm and Angus. Holy crap. Uh, this is about the time they were just becoming known in Sydney and then shortly after globally on the big-time music scene. Damn, Vintage Vigilante. Your dad's got some stories, I bet. That's amazing. I cannot imagine hanging out with Malcolm Young, honestly. I mean, whoa. All right, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. What else we got? Let's do some Facebook messages here. All right, Rick Descris, uh hit me up on Facebook. Great podcast, man. Look into the deep purple Jakarta murder of their road crew and military trying to stop the plane from taking off. This was 1976. This year, Deep Purple are going back, going back to Jakarta, I presume. The first time since the incident. Wow, I had no idea. That's insane. I am definitely going to look that up. That sounds nuts. Um, all right, 617-906-6638 to text message me or to send me a voicemail, leave me a voicemail, or you know where to hit me up on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at uh, DisgracelandPod, TikTok. It's all the same. Get at me over there. Check out the youtube.com slash at pod stories we got going on over there as well. I will be back in one second. Hey, do you love... Bad movies? 
I'm talking about movies where Jason Statham saves the day or a lifetime thriller about a killer flight instructor or basically anything made in the 1980s that was set in the not too distant future. Now, if all of that seems up your alley, then you are going to love the podcast, How Did This Get Made? I've been listening to this podcast, it seems like for forever, and I keep going back to it because it is hysterical. Every episode, comedians Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason Mansukis dissect the best, worst films ever made and their often bizarre production stories. Some of you guys are going to know Paul, June, and Jason, the host, from many of their appearances in films, animation, uh, television, on stage, these uh, improv, these guys, great, great, great comics. Uh, and they're just funny as hell. And these episodes are hysterical. They just did this episode on this cult action movie called Samurai Cop. All right, just that title alone tells you that it's going to be funny to digest. Where they, the star of this movie, of course, is a stuntman, goes to prison after filming because they stole a Rembrandt painting at gunpoint from a church. Of course, the best part of this podcast is these guys watch these movies so that you don't have to. And sometimes even they're joined by hilarious guests, Seth Rogen, Conan O'Brien. Okay, I'm not the only one who thinks this show is hysterical. What are you waiting for? Go listen to How Did This Get Made, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership, or just click on the link in the show notes for this episode. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership and an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. All right, let's do some recommendations. This is the recommendations part. It's still missing a theme song. One of these days, we're going to have a theme song for the recommendations part. This is the recommendations part. Guys, I saw The Matrix. I know. Welcome to 1999, dude. But I'd never seen The Matrix before until this past weekend. And holy fuck, what was I doing? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I just, just a huge blind spot in my movie watching uh, view. I think I've had some sort of maybe unconscious bias against Keanu Reeves because I don't know. He seems like a dumb fuck. But then again, he makes movies that are awesome like River's Edge and Bill and Ted's. And I guess that plays to the dumb, dumb part. But I was never particularly compelled to watch The Matrix. My wife made me watch it. She sat me down. One of the many reasons why my wife is awesome. And she said, hey, you got to watch this fucking movie. What's wrong with you? Um, 
no doubt all of you know, because this is such a huge movie and has been, and it's a historical movie, no doubt you all know how incredibly imaginative it is. Imaginative it is? Imaginative it is. And uh, it also has incredible resonance, resonance for what's going on right now in the world. I love the JC allegory, whether intentional or not. I thought it was cool. Highly recommend this. Uh, if you're one of the five people on Earth who hasn't yet seen The Matrix, take the red pill. Do yourself a favor. I also, I rewatched Gross Point Blank. I was hungover a bit on Saturday. I went to see uh, Ashley Flowers do her thing, Crime Junkie. Uh, Ashley's from Crime Junkie, but she has another podcast called The Deck, and she was doing a live version of The Deck podcast here in Boston. And we went to that, my wife and I, on Friday and the Thursday night before. We had dinner with Ashley and her husband, Eric, and it was awesome. But we we over-imbibed a bit. So by the time Saturday came, I was a little uh, worse for wear. And I needed something familiar, so I queued up the old Cusack, gross point blank, and a movie I've seen a million times. It's awesome. It still holds up. Being from Boston, I love the morphine reference every single time from Mini Driver. Very cool. If for some reason any of you have never seen gross point blank, this is the push you need. If you're a music fan, you'll love it. If you're a Cusack fan, you'll love it. If you're just a fan of, I don't know, dumb, comfortable movies, And it's not dumb. It's actually very smart, but it's not The Matrix. Uh, You will love it, though. Um, And if if you've never heard of Morphine, who I just referenced, and you're wondering what the hell I'm talking about, by all means, run to Spotify or Amazon Music or Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, maybe even go to a record store and find uh, the Morphine album Cure for Pain, seminal Boston band from the 1990s, three-piece, three-piece, a bassist, a baritone sax player, and a drummer, damn unique, rocking, great lyrics, incredible vibe. You will dig Morphine, I promise. Um, I'm also, I'm on this weird, I guess we're doing what, what I'm listening to right now. I'm on this weird Billy Joel kick at the moment, uh, on TV the other night, Sunday night, PBS was running the Billy Joel concert at Yankee stadium, which I'd never seen before. I found myself strangely captivated by this concert. (laughs) Billy Joel is not one of my guys. Never has been. I like him fine. I don't, I don't dislike him, but I guess I get why people dislike him. Um, I, I never liked him as a kid. I've, I kind of only like that album, The Stranger, and sort of a thing that my wife and I were into sort of as a record, but not really as a Billy Joel artist, though we did go see him live. But whatever, man, I've just been on a Billy Joel kick the last couple of days. I was even working out to freaking We Didn't Start the Fire yesterday. So I don't know if you needed a, if you needed some sort of kick to go listen to Billy Joel, there it is, giving it to you. Um, also, a little confusion on the what I'm listening to part of of, of, of side of the fence here that I got to clean up. Um, last after party, or maybe it was the one before. I can't even remember. God, I hope it wasn't the one before. I mentioned the Spotify playlist that I was creating for Disgraceland for the folks at Spotify. Um, and when I recorded it, uh, it, we it, all our intentions were 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 in order, and it was supposed to come out uh, the day that the after party came out. But uh, Spotify had to hold back the playlist for whatever reason. Uh, this isn't just like a playlist I created on my Spotify account. I created it with the folks at Spotify. They're promoting it. Blah blah blah. It's for it's the official Disgraceland Spotify playlist. It is now available. That's my point. As I babble here, you can just search Disgraceland playlist on Spotify. You will find this. It's five hours of music. Like I mentioned before, it takes you on this ride through the entire series for the most part of Disgraceland. And I'm talking everything from 
David Bowie to Johnny Cash to Oasis to ASAP Rocky to Mac Miller to ACDC to Black Sabbath to Prince, but not just like me just grabbing stuff and piling them into a playlist. I went at this very intentionally, and I really tried to string these together in some sort of, you know me, I'm a storyteller, so there's some sort of narrative piece thread to this playlist, and if you listen to it, I think you will get it, and I think you'll enjoy it, and I spent a lot of time on it, man, so go <laughs> go check it out, and thanks to the folks at Spotify for, for allowing me to do this and for suggesting it. It was, it was a trip. And I enjoyed it. Um, all right. I'm also watching, and uh, you know, this was recommended to me. Remember, I was like, "What's the sort of light thirty minute thing that I need to need to watch at the end of the night?" Get a lot of great recommendations, and I've talked about Letterkenny here in the last few episodes. But I was also recommended Party Down, and I I'd, I'd watched Party Down the entire series. I think just two seasons years ago uh, when it was out, because now it's it's almost 15 years old, I think, at this point. Um, I didn't see it when it was released. I, was, I wasn't that early to it, but I did see it pretty early, and I loved it, of course. It was great. And then just last night, you know, there's a new Party Down that was just released. There's a reboot with everybody except uh, Lizzie Kaplan. I don't know why. I think she's not in it. But anyways, I, I went to go watch the reboot, and I was like, huh. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cruise these first two seasons. I can give give them a light cruise. I'll put it on while I'm like whatever, you know, like not really paying attention. Sucked right in. My God, I forgot everything about it, and it is so funny. It is so 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 funny. And if you have not seen Party Down, do yourself a favor, go watch it. I have no idea what the reboot's gonna be like. I can't imagine that they get close to how good these first, the first season anyways. I'm, I'm like three deep into the first season. I'm going to crush a bunch of it tonight. I'll report back next week, having hopefully by then watched the reboot as well. Uh, but I'm going to take a quick little break here, grab some water, pay some bills, back in a flash. All right, so let's recap everybody. Mac Miller, our latest installment from season 11 is available now wherever you get your podcasts. Leonard Skinnerd is coming at you next in the feed next week. The story of the cocaine bear is available now. That's on YouTube only, youtube.com slash at DisgracelandPod. Head over there for more storytelling beyond the podcast. Subscribe, bang on that notifications bell. Uh, what else? Number four on my list here. Listen to Morphine. Go listen to Morphine. Watch Party Down. Uh, now I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to give you my moment of bliss. This is me reading the phone book from 1947 in West Virginia. Damon, Oscar, Montville Ave, 98W-2, Damron, Wayne, 12-W-3, Damon, Dar, Oscar, Dewey, Montville Justice Ave, Addison, 85-J-1-2. David, Robert, 553 Stratton, 1529. Davidson, Dora, Cherry Tree Bottom, 1172. Davis, Physician, 644 Stratton, 502. Davis News Agency, 302 Cole, 742. DeBar, T, Mr. and Mrs. Stolings, West Virginia, 1613. Deary, Dan and Ethel, West Virginia, 91J-12, 
Deluxe. Alex, Capital Apartments, 849. DeHaven, George, Mount Addison, 2045. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.